equipment solely to piss off the great one at sinlibsoch.com. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I mean, it, what? it's a good day when you start off the day pissing off the great one, isn't it? I, I'd say. I Yeah. I mean, let's let's do what we can, right? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Um, good. Slept in, um, had a good breakfast, got some work done. Haven't done my run outside, but um, yeah. What's going on with you? Nothing. It's a beautiful day, I think. Did you get any tornadoes or weather uh, that came through us? Or It actually went south. It went oh, south. Okay. I thought we were going to get that this morning, but it went below us. Well, if you got the weather we do, dude, it's like it's the Ferris Bueller Day weather. It's like 75. There's not an ounce of humidity in the air. I'm Once we're done here, I'm going to go run. Um, go check Same. the mail as well. Huh? Same, actually. Yeah. 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 No, it's just it's a beautiful day. And I'm happy I'm self-employed that I could go out and. Same. I don't have to do anything. People were all belly aching. I went to a barbecue last night and people were all like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, have fun with that, bitches, you know? <laughs> well, and and uh, yesterday, wait, no, yesterday was Memorial Day, correct? Today's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Who? Uh, I don't know if it's, it's the same in Illinois. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same in Illinois, uh, but guess who also gets uh, gets to go back to work today? The children. And the it children. is the same here. It is the same here. Okay, so you guys, the kids can't, there's a law, they can't go back to school until Labor Day is over? I don't know if it's a law, but they've just always done it here. But I love that. I'm not going to see those, you know, little shits running around in the grocery store in my favorite park. They'll be yeah. gone. Don't, don't those bastards know it's it's Chad's town? <laughs> I got a great sports ball story for you from last night, if you want. I, I would love to hear sports balls. Does it involve stupid people having emotional responses yes. to things they don't control? Oh, oh, those but, are the but, best. But not in the way you might be thinking. Okay. All right. Okay. So last night, <laughs> I met up with um, a group of my grad school um, classmates that all live here. And you know where I went. I got my MBA at Notre Dame. Okay. Th- that, okay. Grad. Yeah. Notre Dame. Okay. And, you know, they're, they really take their football seriously. You know, I don't really give a shit, but like Notre Dame football or just college football or football in general? Notre Dame football. Okay. Like they're all like Notre Dame, you know? So me, so there's like five of us. And me and one of my classmates, he's a little bit like me. He like doesn't really care about this, but you know, we want to get together to socialize. So we get into this discussion. He's from St. Louis. We get into this discussion about, you know, companies that have left St. Louis, the tax situation there, you know, demographics, et cetera, et cetera. Is it bad in St. Louis? I don't know. Oh, it's terrible. It's really? terrible. Yeah. I, I know East St. Louis, not to diverge from your story, but I, I barely, I remember going down there to interview with, what was the, they used to have an investment bank down there. It was one of the oh, few. Scott, that was, Scott Trade might have been it. No, no, it was an investment bank. Um, not Donaldson, Lufkin, General. This is back in the day. I'm, I'm sure they're bought out by now. But it seemed like a normal town, and I knew East St. Louis had its problems, but that's in Illinois, isn't it? Isn't East St. Louis in Illinois? Well, I mean, East St. Louis is, but it's like, you know, pretty much the whole city has been hollowed out. I mean, like most cities, it's, you know, there's no middle class anymore. There's okay. the rich in the suburbs and then the poor downtown. Right. So. In any event. So, I mean, it's a good discussion. I was interested in talking about it. You know, we were we were going through a lot of things. And so at the end of the evening, one of the dudes we were with is like, not in a joking way. He's legit pissed off. He's like, next time you want to talk about economics instead of following the game, just go to the fucking library. Like he was literally pissed off that we were not like, you know, 
glued to the eyes on the game and everything. Wait, was this an NBA guy from? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this wasn't some rando. This is this is a guy who not only has an undergraduate but has a graduate degree and is probably pushing forty. I'd imagine he's forty three, and he's pissed. But but the thing is, dude, like. It's not like we were interrupting a movie where you have to listen to the dialogue. Mm -hmm. You know, for sports ball, you're just looking at the TV and, you know, you can see what's going on. But he was so annoyed that we were, you know, on, on the couch talking about this other stuff. And I, I thought he was joking and he was like seriously pissed off about it. There's times like that where someone's super pissed and like, oh, they got to be joking. And then you realize they're not. And then. It's not even the fight or flight response. Your your brain at the same time, like, oh, do I got to calm this guy down? But then it's running this back process. Like, is society really this decayed and stupid? I mean, that this guy is pissed off or talking. Were you even talking politics at all? Or was it just, oh, East St. Louis or now St. Louis in general has been hollowed out? I mean, no, we talked a little bit about politics. And everybody in the room is, you know, the same generally aligned politically. So okay. that wasn't a big deal. But I mean... I don't know. You, like, have you ever been in a situation where you're at a bar and you're wanting to really socialize instead of actually, you know, be obsessed with what's on the TV? The only reason I went to bars was to socialize. Well, and to drink too. But I mean, but I didn't. I never watched the damn sports ball, even at my bar. You know, my bar in the WBL. Yeah, but it's since closed, unfortunately. By the way, um, <clears throat> I would even ask, like, can you just? turn it to the Andy Griffith show or Bonanza or something black and white. I don't need. And they're like, Oh no, dude, we have to have the sports on because people won't come in unless there's sports. I'm like, really, really? Um, but yeah, I've, I've never had that. Cause I, I don't know, maybe the people I was hanging out with, and they maybe pay attention to the game, but they're really, there more to socialize. But yeah, I've, I've known a couple of people like that where, you know, don't get in the way of their game. I mean, you go to, like a Super Bowl party, you could tell, you know, don't walk in front of the TV because these people, even if their home team ain't even playing, they're like, oh, they're, they're going to throw in with whoever, the Patriots, because they're usually in the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, every once in a while I've seen it. Well, well, to be fair, that was the official reason why we were getting together for the barbecue. But I still don't see how we did anything wrong by talking about an interesting topic instead of just getting all upset, you know? Well, did they – uh did anyone else dare not talk about the game? Did someone talk about movies or children or family or life? Yeah, the guy hosting it. I mean, he was super into the game, but we were talking. He works for United, so we were talking about you know that Basketball. he used. Yeah, he used to work for American Airlines actually. So I was asking him about you know the differences between the two. But I mean, he was he took it in stride. But yeah, the one dude as we're leaving, he's just mad. I'm like, dude, what's your problem? <laughs> It, well, they're not your friend. I mean, some of them may be your friends, but that guy ain't your friend. Not that you want. I mean, they're friend. all my friends, but he's just really wound up tightly about this thing. But I thought you'd appreciate that story because, I mean, you know, I like the sports balls sometimes. But right, that, we, we had to talk you down one time from the sports ball. Yeah, and I've become a better person. I feel since then, but yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, there's still others that just take it too seriously. So I, uh, I'm happy. I'm not. I remember. I even got, it wasn't a conscious thought, but there was like the, the hair on the back of your neck went up. Uh, you, you knew something was wrong. Your instincts were going off. And I remember I was <clears throat> second or third grade. And 
the school I was going to, that I remember they had Randy Brewer come in, and no one probably knows who he is because one, he was a Milwaukee Bucks, and the Milwaukee Bucks have never won anything. Uh, this is from 1982, 83. And I remember that Randy Brewer was going to come in and talk to us about his faith because we went to a Nazi concentration. I mean, a Wisconsin Synod school. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just boring. And it was two hours and we're sitting. And then the next day, we're all going to go to like some basketball camp. And <clears throat> all, the, all the kids there, it wasn't fun. It just wasn't fun. It was like going to school on the weekends, except we had to practice drills and all this. And then we're going to talk to this person. And then we're going to listen to this guy speak. And I saw all these kids like getting all excited. I'm like, this sucks. There's something wrong here. And I, I couldn't articulate it in my then eight-year-old mind. But the amount of worship and time wasted, not only by adults, but the kids too. Um, going to these camps, going to these training things, going to, you know, it, it could be anything, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not against you going and becoming a better athlete, but it almost has become a cult. Like, uh, I don't know, but uh, over on the east side, well, now it's, it, it is the east side, I'm sorry, the west side. It's now west of me. It's no longer east of me. It's west of me. The Vikings have a new training stadium. Any, you ever hear about that at all or no? I haven't, but is that taxpayer funded? I'd oh God, I'm sure it is. I'm sure they got some TIF financing. I'm sure. I'm sure the Vikings didn't pay for it in full. Should not be financed by the citizens. No, but if, if that's moot. But it has become this mecca for washed up has been dude bros and and their wives uh, and the kids. Now you go to tr you go to where the Vikings training center is in Egan. And they're building a goddamn hotel. There's six football fields, which I understand. Okay, you want to trade. But it looks like it's it's almost a goddamn cathedral where you go and you worship the Minnesota Vikings. And you get Minnesota Jack. And you can eat at the Minnesota, you know, whatever, the Viking, you know, Ole's Bar or Ole's Restaurant or whatever. You get tours. And, I mean, and you can have corporate events there. And I'm like, it's a bunch of guys, albeit incredibly talented athletic guys, but it's just a bunch of guys throwing some pigskin around and it doesn't do anything in the end yet these people i mean you you want to talk about like a a real blow to your faith in humanity is when kind of normal people with their mbas you know we're not talking mentally retarded people the heck they're probably more interested in a frog which is more interesting than this but you're you're you know plus or one minus bell distribution curve of the population they eat this shit up and though, there's not even a damn game. They're going, there's not even Vikings playing there or training. They just go there for for the culture. I mean, I would say cult. Culture. I, well, well, it, it's cult. That's really why. I mean, do the Bears have, I mean, do the Bears train at Soldier Field? Do they go south or what? Did, where do they train? They're out in the burbs somewhere. Um, but, you know, that's interesting because I, I know people like this who base their lives. Football season's only about four months out of the year, you know, mm -hmm. five months if you count the playoffs. I think it's pretty bad if your life revolves around that and it's um, something you don't have control over and yeah. not productive. Well, do you, is it common for people to go and is, is there a hotel by the Bears training campground? Not that I know of. Like they're past Rockford somewhere. Like they really, maybe they do this on purpose. They put them out there way in the middle of nowhere. Maybe okay. they don't want the distraction. I don't know. Well, they, they did the reverse here in the Twin Cities in the olden day, olden days, four years ago, three years ago. They're down in Mankato, which is, you know, it's an hour and a half, two hours down, um, down the Minnesota River. 
and it's just a town of 50,000 people and um, <clears throat> you get trained and all. And occasionally you'd hear the story of a, you know, a Viking would get picked up for DWI because they're on the main drag <laughs> 169 coming back, which it just, it just has cops written all over it. Like you just know not to drink and drive on 169. Um, but now they're within the, the metro area and they got, well, hang on, let me find out how much the twins are the twins. Vikings training. I'm very angry you did not take me to this place when I visited. (laughs) Cost. Hang on. Vikings training camp. Oh, like you could sign up for a camp. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just saying how much did the Vikings practice facility cost? Tens of millions, probably. Um. New Egan facility is first class. Will you get it? $90 million. Yeah, there you go. $90 million. Did they break down how much of that was with public funds? Or they're probably. Um, No, no. It's the Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. Orthopedic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Vikings reportedly invested $90 million in the first phase of their new headquarters practice facility, which is on the site of the former Northwest Airlines. Rather fittingly, the huge building that houses a team in a, looks like an airport hangar. This is the first phase, so it's going to be more than $90 million. That's just what the Vikings put in. Uh, it, okay. Training. Okay. Th- it ain't even uh, football season yet. You know, it's preseason. The, the guys are training. So you know what it costs? You think it costs something to park at this place if you just want to go watch the Vikings play? Well, considering it costs a minimum of like 25 bucks when you go see a baseball game here on the mm-hmm. south side, I'm going to guess it's at least that much. It's $10 for the training facility. Like if you just want to go to their training facility, it's $10. Do you even get to watch what they do at all? in the? If they're there. I presume if, if they're there, there's it. Hang on. A better question is what's in. I mean, they got to keep the practicing secret, I would imagine, you know? Yeah. Fans needed about attending training camp. Team representative training camp. Blah, blah, blah. Reserve your tickets. Plan ahead. Expect a great experience. 5,000 fans will be allowed at training day camp each day. 4,000 general admission spots will be available along with 1,000 reserved. Please, for God's sake, don't tell me you have box office. General admission tickets are free, while reserved spots will cost fans $20. Okay, so it's somewhat free, but parking is $10. Parking pass must be reserved in advance and cost fans $10. Must be reserved in advance. Nice. Um, there, it, it sounds like there's restaurants and all this other crap in there. Uh, but you, you look at it and that's what it is. And it's not so much the building. Again, people think I hate football teams or athletes. I don't. Those are the only people. Shit, go make $50 million a year throwing a ball around. Absolutely. It's the response of the people where these people are going there. That's bigger than a fucking church. There's more people going to that damn thing than any kind of church out here. And all they do is just worship. That's all they do is, and and at least at least with the religion, you get like the promise or the 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 uh, offer of life after death. This is nothing. This is all you saw a guy throw a ball. That's it. That's all it is. 
distraction. Some people watch the sports ball, which I'm guilty of. Some people watch movies, read. Some people watch porn. Um, some people go hiking in the Black Hills. Yeah, but one's better than for you than all the rest out of those. That's I agree. If you're having a hobby, either learn something or do something physical. Yeah. So um, otherwise, things are going well over in Chicago. Yeah, it's going to pick up for me this month and um, up till October 15th because I, I got I got your message last night about what I'm you, excited. What you've already days, done. Well, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I got You'd be 13 days early if you did it today. Yeah, I don't um, want to be 13 days early. No, I got to wait. I got to wait. But I do. I, I've got some a similar structure to what you have. Like I have some people you, you get to extend it until September 15th. So I'll be busy this week and next week. But it's fine. I'm happy to pick it up. I thought I thought that was the October surprise. Isn't it extended till October 15th? Well, those, those are the individual returns. I'm talking about the corporate ones that you have to file by um, March 15th. Oh, OK. Then they extended to September. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get six oh. months. So I got a fair amount of those like later this week and next week I'll be busy, but I have no problems with that because I think it's good to have stuff to do and make a little money. You know, I thought you would, you would hate it. Like wouldn't the ideal be that you just have busy season January to April and you're done or are you already Uh, itching to get some work done now? I never feel bad about getting work done now. Like, well, Mm -hmm. this is when I do feel bad. The people who extend, not because they have a reason to extend, but just because they're lazy. That's mm-hmm. when I'm like, uh, you know, but some of these corporations actually have a legit reason to um, extend. So I'm all right with that. But um, it's the individual people that I'm like, Ugh. yeah, no, that's why well, I, th- I thought you'd slowly be purging them from your ranks. And like, uh, uh, what was it? Nick Shulander was talking about like, yeah, I could help out Chad Elkins with his advertising, but he's already got a full plate. He's like trying to get rid of, you know, the, 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 the bad people. Yeah, the, the bad. And I'm, I mean, how, how's the purging going along? You're filtering them out all right? It actually seems to be going well because the people that I don't want to hear from, it's the ones you want to go away but not go away angry. I haven't heard mm-hmm. from a bunch of them. So, you know, if they don't catch me in the next six weeks, I'm just going to say, sorry, dude, it's too late. Yeah. I go somewhere else. A uh, quick funny story about Nick Shulander, actually. Um as I was going to bed, I stayed up way too late last night. I, I was in my bed at like 2.30 or something. Mm-hmm. And I click on Instagram on my phone. I've got the lights out. I'm about to go to sleep. I set the alarm. Bacon starts a live stream, you know, at 2 a.m. My time. <laughs> he would. Yeah, Bacon would. Yeah. And, and inside of that stream is, is three people besides Bacon, me, Atham, and Nick Shulander. <laughs> So for like 20 minutes, we're sitting there just like shooting the shit in the, in the chat while bacon is going on and on. I'm like, man, <laughs> this must be the West Coast late show. Cause how, uh, how, uh, how does that work? All right. In, in Twitter, what it just shows up, you see bacon's broadcasting, you click a link and there's pretty much the same interaction and format here on YouTube or whatever. Well, it's Instagram. Like I just happened to see it. Like I, I don't know. I wasn't notified or anything. I was just flipping around and it's like, well, bacon, the Goddamn bacon Maltino has gone um, live. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, what's going on? So I don't know if it's something you ought to start doing. I do. I am so burnt out on Instagram and Insta chat and I don't need any more social platforms. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't need that. Yeah. And I have enough asshole consulting to do and uh, I want to get back into writing some more and more regularly. Um, I read your one about the women learning how to cook. 
Yeah, that one that one did pretty well. I had I made people cry. People were like crying because I remember my mom and there's no girls old cookers anymore. I'm kind of like, yeah, I I, I I was sad about it, but wasn't choked up. But yeah, I guess I could I could see, you know, it mean it means a lot. I mean, it's well, one you needed to live, so it speaks directly to survival, eating, um, and God Almighty, good food goes a long way as opposed to just mere sustenance. And then when it's made by you know with love behind it. I could see where maybe that that struck a tone, you know, emotionally for people. Um, that means you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know, but it's it's almost it's almost moot. Because, I mean, when's the last time did Schmoopsy muffins cook for you? Uh, rarely, and yeah. you know, we did live together, um, not that often. By the way, she gets married on um, Saturday coming up. You believe when's that? the divorce? When's that that <laughs> yeah. No, I'm being deadly. I'm being, unless that guy's a total cuck and he's going to tolerate it. When are they getting divorced? Because that ain't, she'll never be happy. He he can be the supplicant and try to make her happy. She'll never be happy. So inevitably it's going to end. Or at least the guy's going to be miserable and she's going to be miserable. And this has nothing to do with me not liking her or or her politics. This is just what happens when you have way too much of your parents' money shoved up your ass and your spoiled little kuanta haha. And this is not me trying to be a dick, but you actually did answer the question. You're like, either this guy is a cuck or, you know, kind of full stop on that one. Yeah, so. no, I, I I could totally, no. I, I, you, I'll tell you another. Would you like, can I do my Bill Cosby? Sure. I mean, I would like to tell you a story now. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, don't do anything else, Bill Cosby. Does. No, <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> so, um, this is long ago. I was dating my version of Schmoopsy muffins, but I got yep. it out of my system early. Like I was 22, 23. Um, and I dumped, uh, my version of Schmoopsy muffins and, uh, like Schmoopy, Schmoopsy muffins. This girl also had never been dumped by anybody. And so that, Baby did not like getting put in the corner. Well, there was this gal that uh, had nice cans, and I knew her on on the dance scene. And you could tell her and I liked it. I mean, we danced, and she was smiling and flirty. And she's like, "You still going out with that girl?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Oh, okay." You could tell like I, this would be like one of the first people I would go to to get a date. So I finally break up uh, with my schmoopsy muffins, huh. and I'm, I remember I was at. Famous Dave's. You got Famous Dave's in Chicago? Is it barbecue? Yeah, the barbecue place. Yeah, we got that. You got that. Okay, so there's one. It used to be in Uptown. Now they closed down. And uh, I go there swing dancing, and there's the girl. And she's there with her girlfriends. I'm like, hey, I'm single now. So I now keep in mind, this girl was flirting, dancing close. Like, I mean, th- there's no doubt in my mind that uh, I am going to be able to date and bang this girl. We had a good rapport. So I go up and I'm like, hey, so-and-so, I won't mention her name because I do remember her name. Said, um, you, you want to dance? You know, which I wasn't even hitting on. It's just, do you want to dance? She was a dancer. And then her cock-blocking hen Kuantaha girlfriend comes in and says, you're not getting in her chastity belt. And I was about to say, no, I know her. I was about to say her name. And she's like, yeah, Aaron, you're not getting in my chastity belt tonight. I'm like, you bitch. You traitorous bitch. I, I, 
you're you gotta make it look like what you you found this a, a funny joke like you got this power struggle you thought the opportunity to stab me in the back was so easy that you had to do it you you're gonna side with your friends here and 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 belong to the little caddy gang and it was just one of the most insulting childish immature things that i i had ever had happen to me and so i was like pissed i'm like oh okay never asked her to dance again never done all right fast forward so she is what's your favorite profession teacher <laughs> and a teacher in Minneapolis public schools and the Minneapolis public schools, I think it was a program. Don't quote me on it, but it wasn't like she got this idea out of the blue, but I think they were pushing some of the teachers to adopt some of the homeless kids or the foster kids in Minneapolis. <laughs> so she proceeds to adopt. Guess what? Hmm. I'm going to guess a juvenile delinquent or what? Keyword on juvenile. When, when you adopt, something some kid i guess they're all kids you adopt them what are they usually age wise i mean you would think they're younger like elementary school age yeah infant something little so you have control over those very key informative years she proceeds to adopt a 13 year old black girl uh-oh <laughs> oh and this is this is not to slam on whether you black or female or 13 but if you combine them all, that is the last thing I'd ever adopt. I mean, a, a teenager? You're going to adopt a teenage, a female, a teenage girl? What could you make it more complicated in your life? <sighs> and so she, I remember, she lived in like this assisted, not assisted living, but like like you got incentives to that this the city project. of Minneapolis. Yeah, the, not the project. It was Section Eight. No, no, no. If she bought in this shitty part of town she'd get a discount like cops get it teachers get it like hey if you live in the city but if you live in this area you get some tax credits so mm -hmm. this gal lived in a shitty part of town had i didn't know what happened to her then all of a sudden we found her on facebook not too long ago and she has married a cuck huh. uh he is he's he's got a a company he runs yo like how uh when women sell um well, you've probably seen this on your taxes that you've done. The, you know, the gal has her makeup business she sells online, the multi-level marketing company, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's on par with what this guy has as a company. And he, he can't wait to help you with your journey and help you achieve mm -hmm. your dream. Just, just this fucking part. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, now this, when that happened, that was 20 years ago, we're all in our forties now. It's like, what are you doing Acting like 21-year-old dipshits trying to avoid work. And, uh, oh, it was just great to see. It was just great to see because it's like, yeah, I think that's about all you would. And, oh, of course, they're for refugees and they're for Marxism and all this other stuff. And, and they have kids. And I was just like, oh, that is so great. So great to see. Dude, anytime, yes. I was going to say, anytime somebody tells me they're a life coach or, you know, whatever, oh. They're, they're full of shit. Like this is people, women you might meet to date, even clients, potential mm -hmm. clients. When I hear life coach, I'm like, nope, mm -mm. Mm -mm. no. I, I hate the fact that technically what I do is life coaching. Yeah, but you're not really promoting it that way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to inspire you. I'm here to destroy your dreams, beat you down and tell you the truth. And that's better. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Tony Robbins like, you can have it all. Da, 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 and you can 
with these, with my patented system. No, I'm like, I'm like the anti-life coach. Uh, but, but it, yeah, that life coach, the one that I hate the most is storyteller. Have you seen that on people's profiles? Uh, storyteller. I don't think. Yeah, dude, I'm not kidding. They have this thing called, you know, I'm a storyteller. Like you go in or you're a public speaker. It basically, number one, me being community ed teaching dance classes. Okay. I guess I'm a public speaker. All right. Uh, then they started like, well, I tell stories and I don't know what market that is for where I'm a storyteller. Well, well, you tell inspirational stories and what it inevitably boils down to whether you're a life coach, storyteller, public speaker, um, author and they'll list all the articles not books or their handful of shitty books they've written but what it boils down to is they've never done jack fuck all shit with their life and they just come out where it's like well i'm gonna tell you how to lead your life i'm this uh this catalyst this uh this wormhole you can go through to a better life and i have the wisdom i'm this witch i'm this uh seance type of person it's like no you're a lazy fuck who doesn't have your own goddamn life together and now you come up with these things that aren't things these aren't skills so in the hopes you get like this sweet, I won't lie to you. It's pretty sweet money. It's pretty fucking easy to being an asshole consultant. It's pretty great being a ballroom dance instructor or quote unquote, a public speaker. But there was shit behind that and it was ran concurrently. And there was also product. There's production at the end of it or underlying it at some point. There's actual wisdom involved in this stuff. But then when I see these frauds, these fakes, well, I'm a public speaker and I've written these articles and I'm a storyteller. I'm a life coach. And then... What's the other one? Well, there's business consultants, like people yeah. coaching. I've seen a lot of that. I don't know how I feel about those, even with credibility. Right. If, if, if they worked at a company and, and they do, a, they have a niche in industrialization. I'm talking people that got fucking nothing. Like I have a guy I used to know and used to date this girl. And she was, uh, you know, a man from Florida stories. You heard of that man from Florida? Yeah. Okay. This is woman from Florida. Like she fit the stereotype. You know, she was hot at one time and uh, ends up being a Coke addict. But before that, she went into some empowerment seminar and it was multi-level marketing and they were going to get you to the next level. That's another phrase. When they're going to get you to the next level, Chad, reach your full potential, get your career to the next level. Ugh. Are you ready? So it, it had, I don't know what it was, but it was a scam to begin with. And I'm thinking it was multi-level marketing, but you'd see on her social media, like she, she'd be in this work and they all wore business suits. It was business suits and they stand there with their arms crossed and she'd have her legs out on the go. And that's all they did is like, we're serious at the something group. It was like the Johnson group or something. Take your business to the next level. I'm like, bitch, you fucking filed for bankruptcy. And then sure enough, she went into rehab. It was a no. Coke addict. And it, it's it, like, why don't you guys just get a regular job and make some actual fucking money? What's wrong with that? Oh, What's dude, that takes, that? that takes effort. And who? it's not fair to make them actually try to work, you know? Yeah, it's not sexy. They want to be up there all the blitz and the glam. They want to work. Not fun. You know, work's supposed to be fun. Otherwise, what's the right. point? They want to be like you and me with our fancy clothes on and our high-end production values. Yeah, my fancy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'll I'll tell you this, and maybe you've seen it doing the taxes, but when banking, but even more so now. I am more convinced that the real I always had been, but people that dress like us, 
those those are the guys that are more likely to be a millionaire than these douchebags wearing their goddamn suits, always trying to fucking parade and always leasing their beamers and always trying to. I had a client like his his he was going to go work for a, a company, and uh, they're like, "Well, you need at least a decent car to drive around to see your clients." I'm like, "God, can he just go see the damn clients?" I do have some sympathy with that because you know if you're selling something, you have to have that image that like you mm-hmm. know I'm a big deal. That's not what you and I have to do because we actually provide real value instead of just trying to be a sales bullshit artist, you know? Yeah. Well, all, I mean, how many realtors have you known? They got like a fancier car than you and me do. But they <laughs> after five or six deals, they still ain't got no money. This is going to piss somebody off here. But like I, I, I've never thought that being a real estate agent is, is a real career, you know? <laughs> If you do it right, it is like I got I got a real estate agent over in South Dakota. I got my real estate agent here, and it's it's legit. I mean, they, but they put the, they bust their asses off. They they work hard, but a lot of people they just think it's like oh I just show up and you know I sell and maybe I'll contact my friends and no these guys are out pounding. They're out uh, hitting the pavement. They're out selling. The but ones yeah, I know don't do that. That's why you know I think it's not real. I mean I know that people who work hard it's legit, but man. Yeah, do they have a an infinity they leased an infinity uh, SUV? Not these guys. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that's more of a girl that gets the infinity SUV. Yeah. SUV. Uh, what are we doing for super chats? We got I was anything? Just say, would you like us to uh, proceed on that? We got a yeah, few. Yeah, what we got? Okay. The bearded nemophilist, nemophilist, um, tuck this in soup for two dollars. Says tuck this in super chats G string. Well, that. That is what I will do. It's already been tucked in there. It's nice Good. and secure. Uh, for $2, All Pro Lemonton says, might be moving to Salt Lake City. How is it? I, I have some thoughts about that. Do you want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. I, I, I'm i not seeing anything in the chat. My um, uh, Oh, I had to refresh. It paused a second ago. So just refresh it and then. How do I refresh the chat room? Do I? uh I don't uh, want to I mean, re- refresh, refresh the page. Yeah, the page. It got all right. Hang on. I, I might come out. Hang on. I might come in and I'll give me a second here. Okay. Um, I guess while he's getting back in, we'll sing. We're going down, down in an earlier round. All right, I'm back. We're going. Oh down wow! Look at that. I'll yeah. be your number one with a bullet. Chad, can you hear me? I loaded God complex. Chad. and pull it. Oh, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I did. <laughs> I was singing. Um, just to piss off uh, the people in the chat. Uh, okay. So, Salt Lake City. I actually spent a summer there in between my first and second year of my MBA program because I had an internship. Do you think I enjoyed it or I didn't enjoy it? It was summer. Summer, yeah, 2010. I, I thought you would enjoy it. All the mountains out there and everything. Freaking loved it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Not time in my life. Did some hiking. I found the town to be really charming. You know, the counter to this is like, well, there's too many Mormons that aren't fun. But if you're not a Mormon, you you automatically have a group of friends, including a lot of single women, because uh-huh. they want to get with dudes who aren't Mormon. And there's frankly not a lot of them. So I had a great summer and, and it really is beautiful around there. I went to Zion for a weekend. You know, it's a bit of a drive, but I, mm-hmm. I like everything about Salt Lake City. Yeah, Salt Lake City, it's um if you don't understand it, basically it's in a valley 
sandwiched between basically two mountain ranges, although there's kind of a third that goes in the <clears throat> interstate runs north, south, and the other interstate shoots straight out west towards uh, Reno. Yeah, Reno. Uh, and you got the Salt Lake there. Then you have the Salt Flats. And yeah, there's just a ton of hiking and skiing year round. And Park City, we went to Park yeah. City for Fourth yeah. of July, which is great. And it has it has all the benefits of a major metro area. I don't think the traffic was that bad though. Um, the only drawback <clears throat> is that it is Mormon, in the sense that I remember I wanted to get a double, like because I, I hiked Hallett's Peak. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Hallett's Peak, uh, Deseret Peak, uh, which is Thule or Thule, Thule. There's a town to the south. It doesn't matter. Um, so I did this really great hike. What probably the prettiest hike I've ever done. And uh, I ended up going to uh, the bar. I'm like, oh, give me a double rumplement. So I'm sorry, sir. I can't pour you a double rumplement. I'm like, why not? I can pour you one at a time. And they have these weird laws and rules because of the Mormonism that yeah. it, it, it's a minor annoyance. You know, it, but it's not it's not going to seriously impede your life. But it's kind of like, oh, all right, uh, slam it. Can I have another? Yes, you can. Thank you. You know, it, it's minor stuff like that. But oh, man, it's it's like conservative Denver uh, almost. So they had the Olympics, the Winter Olympics there in 2002. And I've mm -hmm. been told that ever since then, it's gotten like so much better as far as those rules about alcohol and, and things like that. Huh. So well, probably I was really bad before that, you know. Could be, but I don't. Th I don't think it was like an Indian reservation where there was no booze and you had to go off. You know, and it was illegal to bring it back. I, no, I just, it wasn't that. yeah. If if you're out there for work, you're for hiking and all, you can buy your own booze. I, I mean, how much vice do you need? I, I think there was even like a, a lesbian group. I saw like a, I went to a bar or was it a, liquor? I went someplace where there was booze, and there was a pamphlet. And it was like the lesbian meetup group. Uh, in Salt Lake City. Well, they have to. You're right. There's like, you're, you're, I'm not saying you're ostracized, but you're certainly a transplant. So there is a transplant community out there where you can find people that aren't Mormon. And so, yeah, I, I would, I would absolutely, you know. That was my biggest worry. I'm like, am I even going to find people that the bank I interned at, everybody was, you know, part of that church and I wasn't. Um, but it was fun. Met lots yeah. of people. All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Charles Mack for $3.10 says, it's been a while, gentlemen. Hope things are going well. Yeah. But yeah, where is Charlie? Yeah, where have you been? Have you been out working or what? Not that he has to donate, but uh, it's good to see Charlie in the chat room again. Uh, and then for $3.57, Atham says, what's happening, fellas? Chad <laughs> equal el contador chaparrito. What's contador? Accounting. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, accountant. <laughs> Was the accountant called El Contador? Yeah, in Spanish. That has it actually has a sexy kind of sound to it because it sounds like matador, but it's not sexy because oh. it's an accountant. Hey, we can be sexy, you know. <laughs> hey, you've been doing rather well, I hear. That office, I'm I'm officially <laughs> going to get a mini fridge after things that have been happening. Things so. have been happening. Yeah, you've been going to church a lot, have you? Oh yeah, I've yeah. I've um, yeah, we go, yeah. lots I'm of donations bracing, in the donation plate. Bracing my spiritual side. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, that's it for now. All right, good. Um, I got a asshole consultant request that will probably make good radio here. Uh, do you want to field this one, or you got to get going? Or you... I got plenty of time. All right, cool. I didn't know. You know, you you're in demand now. All these girls throwing themselves at you. you know? <laughs> 
this is from Josh. Josh writes, good morning, asshole. I'll pay you to do a video response to the article linked below because I am sure that I and many others will enjoy the colorful commentary you will provide. However, please make sure that you had your morning coffee beforehand or a stiff drink at the ready before doing so. Uh, here we go. I actually uh, I had coffee yesterday and threw my system for a loop the entire day. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't even have coffee today. And uh, I got to go run, so no booze. But um, he provides the link here. I'm not going to read through the link. I'm going to read through the rest of his uh, email, and then I'll click on the article. Seriously, this is infuriating. I was a card-carrying leftist fine arts student before dropping out due to being lazy. I also charged him extra for that because he voted against me for a while. <laughs> I then worked a dead-end job for a while and decided to get my act together and finish college. I was very lucky to pick the right program, pay only 12000 cash, and get a decent job. I am now just making shy of six figures. Well, that's good. Uh, have no debt, no commute, a cheap used car, and a 40% savings rate. That's awesome. Yeah. I understand the need to be creative. And the satisfaction it brings, I get that purely creative endeavors in any discipline are hard work with much struggle and sacrifice. I have known wannabe rock stars, screenwriters, and scientists struggle for years to try to make it. Some people do extremely well, but most do not, and many move on with their lives. At some point, you have to have your come-to-Jesus moment, find a job that pays, and enjoy your hobbies on the side. By the way, I also have a disability, a disfigurement caused by genetics, that has never stopped me from being productive or physically active. Fuck this guy. So it's an article he links to from the Globe and Mail about why he doesn't want his PhD. He wants basic guaranteed income. Still there, Chad? Yeah, I just, I, I don't like that basic guaranteed income okay. thing, but go on. It's, hang on. No, it's coming. It's coming. You know it's coming. Because that, the people, they, they're, they've been voted to have it. They're going to want it. Um, there's going to be bails of the student loans. And we're going to universal. You will see it in our lifetime where you'll have a uni, universal basic income. You we and already I won't get it. No, we won't get it. But we already basically do have a universal basic income. I, it depends on the state, but there's different studies that come out where it's like it doesn't pay to get a job. Welfare, yeah. Yeah, I mean, until you make 37000 But then if you have a kid, it doesn't pay to get a job until you make 50000 Shit, We have basically a huge hammock by which the lazy, inferior, Normies and conforming parasitic fucks can loaf on. Uh, we, we've had that for, well, since 1965, basically. God awful. Right. So um, he's saying he, there was an article that said that, or he wants it? No, he's he's uh, linked to an article, but I want to give everybody the full context of the email. So now I'm going to read through the article. And then we're going to look up uh, Jacob Shire. And see if he's an engineering PhD student or if he's masculine or if he's ever had a job in his life. And I, I don't know, Chad, do you want to take a guess whether this will be a real man when we look into his background or just another parasitic, lazy millennial fuck? I'm going to guess his appearance is such that uh, he falls more into the latter category if we find a picture. And I we already know the answer to We do. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how... You can look at someone at, like, have you seen Atham recently with all the yeah. iconology? Dude, you know that guy's masculine. You know, he's he's not voting for the communists. Right. Uh, you could just tell. But I, I'm just, I can see it in my, my mind already what this guy's going to look like. You know, he's going to have the thick rim glasses. He's going to have a pudgy face. Um, how, do you, how do you spell Shire? I was actually just typing. S-C-H-E. 
E I E R. E I E R. You know, imagine the German spelling it because why just say uh, S H Y E R? We have to have as many vowels and consonants as possible in the. Is he a poet? I don't know. That's why I I want to have my own natural reaction to it. All right. Yeah, we'll get to Uh, that. So this is an opinion piece for the Globe and Mail, which is a Canadian publication. Uh, And it's, uh, I don't want to do my PhD. I want universal basic income. So we'll just start off with the title. He doesn't want to work. Right. Remember the song? I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drums all day. It's a good song. Yeah. That that was a joke though. That wasn't actually because at some functional level, you know, you got to work, right? I I don't think everybody has grasped that concept. Well, not this guy. Uh, Jacob Shire is a poet. Yes, you got it. Okay, here, we, what did we talk about again about bullshit job titles? Poet uh, is not something you should have gone to school for. <laughs> here he is. He's a poet, essayist, journalist, and past winner of the Governor General's Literary Award. Who gives a shit? Oh, he's got uh, his own website here. <laughs> yeah, his most recent book is Letter from Brooklyn. How much you want to bet this is selling shit? Letter from Brooklyn? Whoa, man. Amazon. <clears throat> How did he come up? Did this guy write an article or? <laughs> well, no, what they'll do, you'll see this on, okay, used to have the mainstream media, right? Yeah. And it it was limited by the means of media, you know, television, newspapers, channels, yeah. news and all that. Now the internet has made it that the anyone can be their own media. And what has ended up happening is, you can go and write. There's more demand to be a journalist than there is demand for actual journalists. So now people will essentially work for free because it's been their dream. And they'll either go write for a whole new uh, non-traditional media outlet or source. Or they'll go work for the mainstream media, uh, be it CNN, whatever else. But because it's so flooded, even though they write for, quote, CNN, even though they may be a journalist at uh, – uh, what's the the – communist female who married the Republican congressman. And then oh, turned, Huffington Post. Huffington Post. Even though you may work for these, like Vogue, New York Times, when you look these people up, they're fucking nobodies. The mainstream media, and rightly so, is basically getting free labor out of these people because they're just so desperate to avoid real work. So then when you look at their resumes and their profiles, it is things like SES journalists, and then what they show is like, I've written for these publications. Well, I guess I've written for those publications too, because they took an opinion letter. I didn't get paid for it. It's <laughs> not a resume enhancer. I mean, it, it is, it is such euphemistic bullshit that they're doing to make it seem like they're a professional journalist when they're not. And I know this guy isn't a pro. I know this guy isn't anybody because guess what? What? Letter from Brooklyn. What do you think it's ranked? It's got to be low because who gives a shit? Well, it came out in 2013, same year as uh, Bachelor Pad Economics. Um, it's $3 for both paperback and Kindle. And how many pages is that? 71 pages. This guy, this guy is highlighting a book he wrote uh, six years ago. That's 70. He wrote a pamphlet. Weak. And the Amazon bestsellers rank. Okay, like... If if you're on, you know, Oprah writes a book, it's number one on the Amazon bestseller, right? Follow me yeah. so far? Okay. Yeah. My books, which are considered very successful for self-published, range between anywhere between 50,000th place and 200,000th place. 
All right. That's, that's really good for a self-published author. All right. Yeah. You take a guess at what this guy, his flagship book, guess what it's ranked at? I mean, it's got to be near the bottom. I'm not sure how many books are in the ranking system, but uh, 10,000. No, no, no. Uh, a good rank is 50,000th place to 200,000th place. Oh, I see what you're saying. So he's right. probably like 350,000. I didn't even, I've, I'm not joking, Chad. I've never seen a book rank this low. My worst selling book, uh, which is either Reconnaissance Man or Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, is usually ranked like 1.1 millionth place. Oh, so it's in the millions. 10.8 millionth place. Ooh. No, nobody has bought this douchebag's book. Nobody. But the Globe and Mail decided to publish his opinion piece. This is the only thing where I'm going to criticize the, the Globe and Mail. It's like, why are you publishing a loser's opinion? I mean, is it to get clickbait? None of my people are going to click on your ads there, uh, Globe and Mail. Yeah, it, I can imagine. Maybe he knows somebody who works there. Oh, it could be. Well, no, it's, it's opinion. He, probably, he just mailed it in. Um, yeah. But again, it, we, don't, we don't even have to read the article. Poet, essayist, and journalist, and winner of the Governor General's Literary Award. Have you ever heard of that award? No. Let's look this up. <clears throat> wonder if it's Canadian. It does say he's a Canadian poet here. Let's see what else it says. Uh, Canadian Literary Award that annually recognizes one Canadian writer for a fiction book written in English. So I guess this is a pretty prestigious award if they're only announcing one. I don't know why this guy gets his own Wikipedia page. Like, it's, he doesn't say. Wait, sound... he has his own Wikipedia page? Yeah, I'm looking right at it. It's like two paragraphs only, and it's really short. I'm surprised this hasn't been flagged for removal. Well, he probably wrote it himself. Um, I'm looking for him. He didn't win the award. Why did he say he won the award? It's like a resume. Everybody lies anyway. <laughs> Jacob Shire. Oh, and that's oh, that was the third thing. Um, bestseller or award-winning. When people say they have a best-selling book, they do not have a best-selling book. Every time I've clicked on best-selling book, it's not a best-selling book. It's like our tax guide is a top-selling Amazon <laughs> book. You, you know what? Literally, you might as well just list that. Best-selling tax guy. <laughs> you should because everybody else is doing it. Find on this page, Jacob. Yeah, he's not on it. So he, he maybe got nominated or something, but he ain't on that list. Uh, where'd it go? So wait, the guy who wrote that email to you, I, I guess I got lost here. Why are we even looking at this guy? This is an asshole consulting request. Yeah. He wanted me to read this and get all angry and pissed off, but I'm trying to lower my blood pressure <laughs> and I'm trying to not die in early death. And I, and, and you and I have talked about, you know, I wouldn't say demons I've had to wrestle with, but I'm, I'm getting really pissed off with the lack of people around uh, and, and what the future looks like. And I'm not even talking politics. I'm just talking like, you know, is there anybody? Else? So I have to like take a new, more relaxed approach and be happy when I can be. I can't let people like Jacob Shire, the parasite that he is, get me pissed off. <laughs> um, and I know he wanted me to go real pissed off and angry, but I can't because this guy's going to be his own worst enemy. How happy do you think Jacob Shire is? I mean, I hope he likes earning, I don't know, 25000 Canadian dollars a year to oh. basically do stuff that no one cares about. 
And how do you not make it in Canada? Don't you, I mean, you have free health insurance, free education practically. I mean, how do you not make it in Trudeau's Canada? Now you need a basic guaranteed income. What, what, what is going to be left of GDP that's private? 10%? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that rate, says he was born in Toronto, which I think is the most expensive city. And no, Vancouver is more expensive, but Toronto's not cheap. Okay. Now here's how dumb and low IQ this guy is. Grad school almost killed me. Hackenide, maybe. Hyperbole? No. I was hospitalized twice during my three years at Ohio State University. I officially graduated in May. How long should it take you to get a master's in fine arts? No more than two years and probably one. <clears throat> right. And it's, it, what did he get? Like maybe writing or something. He needed three years for that. Three years at almost, Ohio State. God. I anticipated my MFA being stressful. Oh, <laughs> MFA? Are you serious with that? <laughs> oh, my God, man. Which word do I use now? I'll bet this is in one of your books, a discussion about this. No, no. I, well, yeah, worthless. It's It's in there, but... I mean, how soft. I mean, I'm just going to picture the most effeminate looking man when I look this guy's face up. Oh, I've already seen it. Okay, don't don't ruin the surprise. No, I'm not. Uh-uh. No spoilers. Okay. Uh, I did not expect to barely make it out alive, although perhaps I should have seen that coming. Over the nine years I've spent in academia, so he's never worked a real job, as an undergraduate <laughs> and graduate student teacher, I have endured bouts of both physical and mental duress leading to a major surgery in a six-week leave. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with your degree. You, if you had surgery, there's something wrong with your body. I think he's trying to claim stress caused it. But how are you even stressed getting an MFA in the first place? Because his parents never challenged him. He's never been challenged. He, he, he has never been challenged. He's been in academia. Just so weak. The most stressful thing was him, his physical ailment that he required major surgery. That obviously is, is taxing. Well, yeah, um, but I don't think that had, to, I, I would guess that has nothing to do with like stress or his school. But. Well, and here's the other thing. What was the major surgery? He claimed that he was the past winner of the governor's general literary award. And I see no proof of that. You're like, oh my God, the MFA was so hard. And then I had like major surgery. What? I had a toenail fungus treatment. Oh my God. How did you survive? Out or something, you know? <laughs> uh, part of which was spent in an inpatient psychiatric ward. What? I, <laughs> Remember the article about uh, Texas A&M giving degrees to kids with Down syndrome or yeah. actually people? Yeah, the program there. Why are we giving mentally ill people degrees? What's the value of a degree? Also, why would you want to publicize that you were in a mental hospital? I wouldn't want people to know that. Well, if you actually did have a mental illness, I wouldn't. Maybe there'd be a bit of shame um, or you're so mentally ill you don't know you have one. And, and legit. But- what is the luxury item of the millennial generation? What did they purchase the most? Aside from college degrees, even more of a luxury item in the millennial world. Designer, one might say. Designer, man. I. What are we talking about here? It's, it's a designer good. Okay, I'll, I'll lead you up to it. Yeah. I... Baby boomers had designer clothes, right? Or no, gen, uh, World War II, they had designer clothes, right? Yeah. Baby boomers, they had designer cars, the muscle cars. Gen X, all three of us, we have designer houses. Yeah. What do the millennials have that's designer? Well, somebody Is, in the it, chat said phones. Nope. We're um, way more expensive than phones. Way more. We already said degrees, right? This is... Here, I'll give you another hint. Yeah, we've already said degrees. Yeah. This is more... 
this is so Whitey McWhite White and privileged. <laughs> I'm serious. Only, not only, drastically disproportionately, almost only white people have it. Oh, okay. I think you're talking about the whole like ADD, like designer bipolar. mental illnesses. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And they do that so they can get easier treatment in life. They could claim to be a victim and they get attention. And I'm going to bet nuts to bolts. Okay. Maybe he's a little depressed. Okay. Fine. I, I really want to know. I really wonder. Did it, and that's what tells me is that he's telling everyone that he had this, which would be get attention. There's no shame. My There's next no, guess like, was going to be tattoos because you said millennials. <laughs> no, tattoos don't ruin your life. I mean, they don't help either, uh, but they don't ruin your life where you believe you have a mental illness. Yeah. Um, but he's Gen X, isn't he? Like when I went onto Wikipedia, it says he was born in 1980. Or maybe that's when the millennials start. That's, that's when it started. That's yeah. when it about started. Um, he's, but you know, and everyone thinks I just rank on the millennials, which I do, but Gen X is not any better. Truthfully. I no, mean, we're the forgotten generation. I know. No, we're, I mean, now when they write articles about the generations, they, they just skip over Gen X. It's, it's baby boomers and millennials. And Gen X is just like, didn't you write, wasn't there like a, a month period that we were in the news? Ah, fuck it. Never mind. Well, right. Get out of the limelight. Um, oh, I keep going back to his stupid book. Uh, i don't mean to suggest that my particular program nfa and creative nonfiction. oh my god not just creative writing creative nonfiction. cause these health problems or even that graduate school in general is to blame not entirely but the stress of school was a contributing factor to my already precarious health mental and physical health why'd you go why why did you add that stress and why are you bragging about this god because he wants the attentions and he wants free. Okay, the title, I don't want my to do my PhD. I want a basic universal income. Ugh. He wants to suck your blood, Elkins. That's what he wants. To, he, he literally just wants to suck your blood out. That's all. I got the whole state of Illinois and city of Chicago already trying to do that. I don't need some yes. Canadian that's never worked a real job. Uh, it's been a challenge my entire adult life as an artist with chronic physical and mental health issues to earn a living, the precariousness of my health. See, and I can, I almost want another bit of evidence that he is not actually mentally ill. I Um, mean, well, no, let, let me, let me point this out. Do you know what he's using in his article? Uh, what, what's he using? I'm not even looking at this thing. Okay. You're not looking at Yeah. You're not looking at it, but what do I do to piss you off? Oh, block text? Block text. He's not doing block text. He's actually organized his thoughts. Again, I'm no psychologist, but I think psychologist is a bullshit field. This guy seems to have it together. Like another little bit of evidence for the faking it or it's my pet peeve. It's my designer mental illness. Uh, The precariousness of my health makes it hard to hold down a steady job, of course. My artistic craft, mostly poetry, is not valued because it has no value at least financially in our culture. It's difficult at times to feel like a productive member of society. You've never been that once, pal. And so my relationship to academia is somewhat ambivalent. It has given me a certain amount of stability and it's come at a cost. I know it wasn't, it was not nearly as rigorous as a master's degree in say English literature. This is becoming like a joke (laughs) article at this point. Can this guy, what's two plus two? He wouldn't even know. Oh my God. 
He said he thinks a master's degree in English literature is rigorous. Oh my god. See, I want let me introduce a new concept I want to get into. You're pissed off this guy wants to live off of you, right? And is living off of us, right? He's not gonna pay back his student loans. I mean Canadians anyway, I mean, right? Canadian, but I I I know people like this, so yeah, I this pisses me off. Right. But again, I'm I wanna like look on the happy side of things. Let's look on the happy side of things. Do you know how miserable this guy has got to be? Well, seems like he enjoys being miserable, but I would say it's pretty bad if he's in, got that. This guy must have problems wiping his own ass every day. If you find a, a, a master's degree in English literature rigorous and too difficult to earn, <laughs> I can't imagine what everyday normal hurdles. You know, I'm wrestling with... There are no friends. There are no intellectual equals in the numbers that are necessary to have a local tribe. We need intellectual stimulation. Who can climb this mountain? Da, da, da. This guy's saying, I can't barely get a degree in non, wait, nonfiction you, creative writing. Have you seen his picture yet? I mean, I'm, again, I'm not spoiling it not, for you. No, no, I want to save that to the end. I'm going to save okay. that to the end. Because I just... And I know, I know, Aaron, this is, this is probably a small percentage of the population. I'm like, yeah, but he's, he's singing the same choir as the majority of kids who are going to school and want a government bailout. I don't think it's a very small percentage of the population. Well, I think no, it, it, it could be, <clears throat> but I, I, I just point out to, to you guys, the, the new introduction, the new concept is enjoy the show. Like your ex is getting married normally in the past, I would say, maybe not today, normally that would have been a little bit of a heart tugger. Here, it's entertaining. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see the, the airplane crash into the train while a tornado strikes. I mean, it's going to be a super train wreck. And you get to enjoy the show. Watch these losers. Watch these parasit uh, parasitic leftist fucks fuck up their own lives. Yes, you got to pay them money. No, it's not going to help them. All the money in the world that we've given to various groups, be it students, disadvantaged groups, single mother, they never get out of their problems because they are the problems. They are their own worst. But hey, we're going to immigrate to America illegally. Holy shit. Why is it a shithole here in California? Oh, maybe you're the problem. My favorite picture when the Hondurans are trying to come up here is the single moms carrying their rat bastard illegitimate children. It's like, you're bringing your problem with you. Your life will not be better here. Yeah. <clears throat> and so all you have to do is enjoy the show. Just watch and enjoy. Because you can't hurt this guy. You could not extol an, an amount of revenge on this man anything more than what life is already doing to him and he is doing to himself. So all you have to do is eat your popcorn and watch this guy. And, and look to see what he looks like later. So you know how you're looking to reduce the blood pressure, you know, so you yes. keep your stress level, not get angry. Mm -hmm. One thing that's I've been thinking about lately that kind of works is if like I'm getting annoyed at somebody, maybe they're blocking my way in the supermarket, you know, they're fat, maybe they're walking too slow. I've noticed that too. I've noticed that now in the shopping markets. Yes. Well, the trick I've been trying and it works a lot of the time. If I'm angry, I'm like, fuck that person. But I tell myself, would I switch places with them? Never. Nope. So that mm -hmm. helps. It helps quell like the fiery, like, Arr. yeah, it's the, and that's good because I, what I would say is, you know, it would make me feel better shooting them, but you can't do that. 
So I just wait patiently. I grab my phone. I realize I have nowhere to be. I have nowhere to be. I have nowhere to be. <clears throat> but um, yeah, would I trade places with them? I think that's a brilliant. Did your mom teach you that one or your dad or what? I kind of figured it out for myself because oh, I noticed like I was getting angry at, at people who, I mean, they got to be pretty miserable anyway, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's annoying that you're blocking my way, but you know, you do you type of thing. Yeah. People that, uh, you know, they let their dog shit and piss in the house because they don't want to potty train their dogs. Drives me nuts. Just, just a super pet peeve of mine. You know, come on over. What's that? And I come over. I'm like, why does it stink like piss and shit? Oh, our dog has a bladder problem. How old's your dog? Two years? No, it doesn't have a bladder problem. It doesn't. So, but then pet, I'm like, pet peeve for you? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't get to live in dog shit and urine my entire days. I get to go back to my urine and shit free house uh, or apartment. <clears throat> so it's just, you know, enjoy the show. Just enjoy the show. You know the best enjoy the show that's playing right now on the world uh, circuit? Um, Let's see. Are you talking about something on TV or just real life? No, real real life. Uh, it, it, But metaphorically, it's the best enjoy the show on TV. I guess the people that are like miserable, the people into politics, is that what you were thinking about? Close, or? close. But this is oh, a feminist. Feminist. Um, that that's a good it's just like NCIS Las Vegas, NCIS Chicago. Yeah. This one's the most popular one. NCIS Venezuela. I love enjoying that show. I love that show so much. Watching all those dumbasses who voted in Hugo Chavez then didn't get to vote ever again. Oh yeah. And now they're whoring their daughters out or whoring themselves out in Colombia. I I love that show. That's my favorite show when they thought that socialism, they didn't just try it right, that they were going to get it right this time. And and then, and now, how long has Venezuela been? Like, that's been since Bush, right? Like 14 a few, years? A few decades now. Yeah. It's really gone downhill. Remember when Hugo Chavez was offering us oil, heating oil yeah. during the, the slowdown we had in 2000 or whatever? Sitgo, I think. Was yeah. The- How's that going, guys? You need a little bit of oil from our pocket oil fields? Uh, <laughs> Made by capitalists? Uh, go fuck yourselves. Or pay someone to f- or have someone pay you to fuck you. This is the case for Venezuelans. That's how they're getting fed. <laughs> um, to earn my month- monthly stipend, I taught one undergraduate course a semester. One. One class a semester. Most of my teaching assignments were freshman writing classes, approximately 25 freshmen a semester, which means hours and hours of grading on top of my coursework. No! Hours and hours of grading. Could you imagine what it was like to be a kid in this guy's class? They're probably just like, ugh. Oh, God. Plus, there's the expectation students will do CV bolstering extracurricular work. It's not uncommon. Perhaps it's even expected that graduate students sacrifice at least some self-care, particularly sleep as part of the bargain, and this is more manageable for those with, say, healthy immune systems and a psychological resilience to stress. This guy has had such a privileged upbringing, I guarantee it. I remember not sleeping. I This guy would kill himself if he went through just one month of what I did in college, in undergrad. Forget college. If he ever got a real job, he wouldn't be able to handle oh, it. You know, <laughs> Having such a busy schedule. Yeah. <laughs> one class. What I taught like I was teaching dance classes, had my uh 
banking job and finance classes. And I think I was teaching three finance classes or economics classes. God almighty. And to think the Globe and Mail actually gave this guy a platform to talk on. Uh, Having such a busy schedule made made it difficult to do the things that helped me look after my health, such as proper diet, regular exercise, getting adequate sleep and consistent mindfulness practice to help manage my anxiety. I'd love to see him do Atham's work schedule and sleep schedule. You know why I call bullshit on this guy? You think he's making it up or what? Well, you know how busy my busy season is, right? Yes. You know, I'm just working all the time, but I still find time almost every day to work out, go for a run, and um, what was the other thing? Sleep. I still find a way to get adequate sleep. This is just a guy who doesn't know how to manage his time and has been like sheltered growing he, up. He knows exactly. He's just lazy. Just, yeah, lazy. Just, like, lazy. I'm not going to go through the advanced. See, the left is really good at coming up with overly complicated explanations for things that are in reality are very simple. The reason people are poor is because they're stupid or lazy or both. Period. End of discussion. All right. It's not, oh, the systems and the oppressions and the misogynies and the. No, 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 no. You had too many kids and you made stupid decisions or both. That's it. There you go. More lazy. For me personally, living here, I see way more lazy people than stupid people. Okay. And that that could be it too. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, think about it. How much it's it's not lazy to go and get a doctorate or a master's degree in, you know, whatever, gender studies or social work. You're spending a lot of time and effort and energy getting that. That's not lazy, but it's stupid. It's stupid, yeah. It's stupid. Mm. So why have I spent so many years in school when I know how taxing it can be on my mental and physical health? The answer in part is just a lack of imagination. How? <laughs> How are you a creative writing guy? And you have no imagination. (laughs) My life, my adult life as ostensibly a starving artist and all the chaos that entails has become so impractical that doing an MFA actually became the most practical thing I could think of doing at the stage of my life. How about you learn to code? I'm nearly 40 years old. Yeah, I'm nearly 40 years old. It seemed like my best, though by no means safe bet on getting a secure teaching job. Where's your dad? (laughs) Could you guys, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this guy's 40. I should make him the poster child of like, hey, do you want to end up like Jacob? Don't you don't? Well, and hire asshole consulting to kick your ass early and often. <clears throat> Prior to starting my MFA, I had found various alternatives over the years to not work myself sick while barely making ends meet, but they were very taxing to my well-being. And so ultimately I decided grad school was my be- best option. In 2014, man, this is over 15 years ago. While attempting to complete my undergraduate degree, my Crohn's disease flared up bad enough. All right, so it's Crohn's. Crohn's. Oh, that is major tough. surgery. That is All right. a tough one, I think. Crohn's. Okay. All right. Shortly at this precedent required hospital, I dropped out of school. Yeah, Crohn's disease. That's not Crohn's disease flare up. <clears throat> I know some people with that. That's that's not fun. Is it debilitating? I knew someone that had it, but um. If it's not controlled, I, I know it's pretty bad. Like, I've, there's friends of mine that aren't doing so well on that. So, okay. Well, he's he's only made it worse by not look. He spent all this time, effort, and energy getting a master's degree in worthless shit. What if he just spent some time in a coding camp, like a fraction of that time? I, you know, you got to be careful with that. That'll get you thrown off of Twitter if you say learn to code. Apparently, what? it's hate speech. Yeah, when BuzzFeed uh, laid off like a bunch of their uh, 
journalists. Uh, oh, the is- ones who are like journalists, essayists, poets, and uh, all yeah. have like 300 Twitter followers. So the trolls, you know, people, trolls, just regular people were, you know, adding all these people on Twitter, like, hey, you could always learn the code, kind of rubbing it in. And somehow that ended up as hate speech and people's accounts were getting suspended. <clears throat> learn to code, learn to code, learn to code. Coding, learning, do it now. Huh. Uh, around the same time, I read an article about one of my literary heroes, Allen Ginsberg. In 1954, a young, depressed Ginsberg told the psychiatrist, I really would like to stop working forever, never work again, never do anything like the kind of work I'm doing now, and do nothing but write poetry and go to museums and see friends. Just a literary and quiet city hermit existence. So he wants to be a parasite. Does the guy, you think he even understands like the food just doesn't show up on his plate? I don't think humans sacrificing time and part of their lives for that to happen. It's because of the way he grew up. He never had to actually work to earn anything like outside of an academic environment, we'll say. So he thinks that that comes automatically, you know, that that it, the only thing that matters is progressing into that um, academic field. The rest is just like he's entitled to it. That's right. my thought. You you commoners should go and work. Uh, his psychiatrist surprised him by saying, well, why don't you? He did. And so did I, too. For about a year. See, there, there's how long planned term and thinking that lasted. Uh, thanks to a small inheritance. Oh, so he's... Chad, oh. have, have you gotten a small inheritance? I, I have not did, gotten oh. a small inheritance yet. Do we, do we go to the small inheritance store to get one? Uh, Look at Atham. We'll, we'll go hop in the car. We'll go to the small inheritance store. You drive. Okay, I'll drive. <laughs> you guys cover gas if I drive? Uh, sure. I'll give you a couple. Bucks. Wait, wait, wait. I better idea. Let's go to the big inheritance store. <laughs> why are we going to the small inheritance store? We should go to the big inheritance store. I don't know why we're going to, we might have to go a little bit. dress up for that one. You okay. Know, well, I better go to the big inheritance store than the small inheritance store. <laughs> uh, he did. And so did I for about a year. Thanks to a small inheritance. I wrote poems. My health steadily improved both physical and mental. Eventually, the inheritance dried up. Do you know that money runs out, Chad? Like, if you don't work and replace it with new funds, the original funds will wither away. Get the fuck out of town. Are I you know you only have a master's, but it's, yeah. So if you spend money and don't earn any, you don't get any more money. No, the money goes away after a while. What the fuck is up with this world, man? I, well, See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it the world or is it this one guy? Or is it is it a critical percent? Like, do ten percent of millennials think this way? Do twenty percent? Do women? I know some. So I have clients who have kids who are you know very early twenties, and I still don't think they understand the concept that they have to earn their own money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, I've, I've wondered if people even understood the concept of a loan. Like, there, how many students are out there? I didn't know I'd have to pay this back. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Are you that dumb? Are you that dense? And it's a debate. Are you that stupid? Well, then you shouldn't be in college and sure the fuck shouldn't vote. Like, I'll if give you did- the, I, I, just to say about that, I agree with you for the most part. But I mean, when there's 17 year olds that, that it's not explained to, I kind of understand. But, you know, not older people. I, I don't even understand at 17. You must know math and subtraction in addition. You you add a, as a young person know morally stealing. A, there is nothing for free. Well, the reason I that. give in the past is because it's deliberately not taught. In high school, they don't teach personal finance. They don't teach, you know, how to do your taxes. It's not an excuse. I'm just saying I can see why they, like, have no fucking clue. I still, as interacting with little kids, like, if you try to steal little Bobby's bike at four, Bobby's going to get pissed. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's instilled. But then then they come out here, and I truly, I it's so it's so ironic or hip, uh, hypocritical. You're a college graduate. You're fucking educated, and you don't know that you have to pay back loans. Mm. I mean, these these college is so fucking worthless now. It is so pointless. Uh, sorry, I'm responding to this quick email. All Go right. ahead. I'll continue on. Eventually, the inheritance dried up, and so I went back to school and finished my BA. I didn't know what else to do. In the years following my undergrad, I pieced together a living as a writer through a combination of freelance work, art grants. So we're paying again. And what do you? What else do you think he did, Chad? What else? I know you're writing your your email there. What else did he do? Uh, what did you say right before that? Like what? Um, he got by doing freelance work, art grants, and what? What do if you can't do anything? Like you're the most talented, a talentless, worthless piece of shit. You offer nothing of value to society. What do you do? Ah, uh, well, shit. I guess you um, try to get something off the dole, collect uh, money. Right. Well, what do, you, what do you do? What do we call those people? There's an entire profession, and they think they're the most wonderful people ever. Parasites. <laughs> yes, these are all synonyms. That the cinnamon synonyms. I What's got the it. profession of parasites, beggars, losers, <laughs> and talentless fucks? Those who can't do. <gasps> <Jeez>. <laughs> He became a teacher. See, because he has the wisdom. He can pass on to your children his wisdom and experience. <clears throat> I published a collection of poetry. I managed just barely to make ends meet. During these years, I often considered getting an MFA, the minimum credential necessary to get a salary position teaching creative writing in a university or college. But I couldn't bring myself to do it. W.H. Auden famously wrote, Poetry survives in the valley of its own making where executives would never want to tamper. The fuck does that mean? I felt you could easily substitute the terms executives for university administrators. This is great. The, the left is turning on themselves. I love when the professors go against the admin. In other words, I felt that writing poetry was kind of a sacred act, which was cheapened by credentialism. <laughs> hey, there you go. He used uh, he used a word. You know, good Dude, word. Baldoni is probably, he, he could see this. This is like, oh, you sold out to the corporations, man. I'm not selling my music, man. It's like, bullshit, your music sucks. That's when no one's offering to buy it. Uh, one might say I was a bit of a purist, but that started to change a few years ago. I found myself sinking into debt. I began to conveniently soften my position. See, now he, he, he realizes he's got to work like the rest of us whores. I accepted an offer to Ohio State's creative writing program. Again, however, illness got in the way. I was supposed to start in the fall of 2015, but I was too six. Another Crohn's flare-up and eventually my second hospitalization due to a severe major depressive episode. Instead of starting grad school, I went into the Ontario Disability Support Program. It was a strange gift of this body. Its dysfunctional immune system and brain chemical deficits allowed me to return again to the literacy, literary and quiet city hermit existence. But it's parasitic. I, I feel bad this guy has Crohn's disease. I don't wish that on anyone. That's not his fault. I, I wish he didn't have it. But he he makes it sound so romantic and and uh, exciting and and prefer. I'm um, quiet city intellectual hermit. Like, you're also a parasite. The guy who sent this in has a disability, and, and Crohn's disease is treatable. I'm not not saying it's the but you can still get on with life. You could still work. Take Crohn's out of it. This is a lazy, no good, parasitic fuck. I wrote and read a lot. I just wasn't producing something with much or really any market value. 
See, fuck you people, whether you want to pay for it, whether you want it, you should just be forced to buy his shit. Forced, yeah. What? what, what? Again, how do these people think society moves if we just do what we want and we don't provide value to other people to get payment? Well, this is what happens when you grow up every single thing handed to you. So, Yeah, I guess so. 40 years old, this is what happened. Uh, I was eating and sleeping better than I had in a long time. I had even started to reduce my anxiety medication. Perhaps my body was trying to tell me not to pursue that MFA. I started writing in high school. My mother, a late poet, critic, and feminist activist. (laughs) There we go. All the pieces, you know, we can assume so much and be so precise. Uh, read some of my very clear early poems. And while one's own mother might not be the most fair-minded critic of her own son's poems, I actually think she was disappointed or rather anxious to discover from my age they weren't terrible. She did not merely praise me, but offered me some advice born out of her own bitter existence. Uh, where's her, do you think the father's going to be mentioned for comment? <laughs> Uh, that's usually not the case when you have somebody in this situation. Right. And here's the lie. This is where Marxists and leftists and your teachers and your parents and your guidance counselors all lie to you. These could be published, she said. Right there, there's lie. But then she, she caveats him here. But please don't try to do this for a living. There's no money in it, and writers can be very difficult people. My mother wasn't always the most tactful person. A tactful person. She was born a Brooklyn-born Jew after all. My mother, however, biting had a point, which I've come to reframe as this. Writing takes a lot from you in a myriad of ways. You start out by doing the thing you love, and the thing you love is treated with indifference by most people except for poetry, especially its practitioners, who love it perhaps a bit too much. Writing insists on time and energy, which there is only so much of and is needed for other aspects of living, including, of course, looking after one's own physical and mental health, or maybe paying for your own fucking shit. I considered instead of starting my MFA in 2016, just living a quiet hermit city existence by staying on ODSP, perhaps for the rest of my life. I was worried what the stress of school would do to my health, but being on ODSP was far from an idealistic alternative. Why? You're at, you don't want your PhD. You want uh, uh, the uh, basic guaranteed income, and you had that through ODSP. Which, which is it? You're, you're contradicting yourself. First of all, it's essentially a vow of poverty. Each month you receive what is supposed to be enough money for necessities, food, shelter, and clothing. That's more than I've ever gotten. Have you gotten that there, Chad? I mean, not really since I left the house. Yeah. Could this be summed up Canada? America on easy mode. No, all right. (laughs) The shelter allowance is just less than $500 a month for one person. This is how much they apparently expect me to pay for rent, including utilities in Toronto, where the average cost of one bedroom apartment is more than $2,000. Well, he could always move out of Toronto. That's true. Uh, he found a tiny room to rent with a moder- moderate cockroach problem. I couldn't afford to buy new or, for that matter, secondhand clothes. I did my best to tell myself that rips and permanent stains on my clothes are part of the Ginsburg S. Bohemian lifestyle. A friend cut my hair. There are a few things you could say about this. Being a poet was more lucrative. He is willing to steal from people so that he can be a poet. That's what it boils down to. There's something uh, beautiful about that, almost poetic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what pushed me to get off ODSP more than poverty itself was a growing feel of shame. Oh my, I, I, now He has shame now, but now he's going to want more money. There was the part of me that I realized now, despite having very progressive politics and being a secular Jew, unconsciously believed in at least a form of Protestant work ethic. 
the idea that hard work and material success is a moral good. Where did he get this? Where, where has it ever been displayed that he had a Protestant work ethic? Yeah, that's uh, that's a load of bullshit. It should be slamming on my tribe quarter, as it may be. Uh, the Jews got some hustle there, asshole. I don't know if you know as I'm going into banking and doctors and dentistry. <laughs> uh, the sociologist Max Weber came made the case that the Protestant work ethic paved the way for modern capital uh, capitalism. Work is interchangeable in our society with earning. I knew no matter how much effort I put into my poems, and in the eyes of many people, I wasn't working. I was taking yes, no, it's not. It's not in the eyes. People are cutting the check. People are having to sacrifice their time and life for you so you can live your pathetic existence. I felt split between staying on ODSP or starting graduate school, which is also parasitic, as though my internalized work ethic were squaring off against the quiet city. See, his is where he becomes the poet and blathers on about shit we don't care about. Yeah, I would just ignore um, that shit. I'm, I'm just trying to, my God, how long does this go on? Um, we got a bunch of super chats too. Yeah, so. you know what? I, I to to our client, I just want to go into the comments and look what this guy looks like. Um, oh, you're gonna like that. <laughs> are they sane? On one hand, on the other hand, the writer makes a case against it. My own son is a great and smart guy. He's a university, hardworking, getting a degree, plugging away. It, it, <clears throat> He is also someone, I hate to say it, lazy. If he could get UBI, I don't think he would give much motivation to get a job. It's not poetry's fault if this guy made bad career choices. And if I say it, da da da. So sometimes it might be said, it's introduced so everyone knew what an MFA is. Yeah, it looks like the comments section are, well, they're very Canadian, very nice. They're very nice to him, but they're basically saying he's wrong. So there's a little bit of hope. Um, let me look this guy up. <laughs> Is my blood pressure going to go up, Jacob? I don't know if it'll go up. You'll just be, you won't be at all surprised. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh, well, where did, where's his image? How to. Let's do a Google image search. All right, hang on. I'm looking right at it. <clears throat> yeah. He looks like I expected He's not missing him. a meal. He's not missing a meal. Why do they always have crappy beards, these types? That's because they're independent-minded. Don't you know that, Chad? <laughs> they show how independent they are by putting on the beard just like everybody else. Gah. Yeah, this is... Again, we don't have to raise a finger to hurt this guy. We don't. And I, and I feel bad that he has Crohn's disease, but he's, he just, he's just a lazy fuck. There we go. All right, let's do the Super Chats. What do we got? All right, let me scroll way up for this. Um, all right, well, we got our 1099er again, Rob oh. for $10.99. says 1099er here, some super chads on me to hopefully reduce Aaron's stress level after that article. Hold off on the Smith & Wesson uh, retirement plan. For now, that is. Yeah, for now. For now. For now. Thanks, Rob. That's cool. Uh, bacon for $2.23. Says, how does stripper Elkins get the redhead girls? Um, well, you suggest you you go out for a drink or to eat at a restaurant that's like around the corner from your office. That's that's a and good. You say, oops, I forgot to bring. To, I need to go get something in my office. Would you like to come see it? And then they come up, and then they're so impressed with said office that has. Is that your ski? You, wait, wait. Do you do you do that shtick? You say, I forgot my wallet in my office or something. 
I did it yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, have you used that beforehand? Uh, no, no. This or I, Sunday. I'm sorry. Uh, I, that was I'd never used that before. The thing is, it wasn't a line. I actually did have to get something from my office that I forgot. So it just kind of worked out. You got to use that again. That's brilliant. Yeah, it truly was kind of an accident, but yeah. Well, yeah, but you got too. That is becoming such an asset in more ways than one. Where yeah, you leave your your wallet up there. Oh, I left my wallet. You want to see my office? But you like meet for drinks. Oh no. How did that work? You you went out first. So we were at the Green Mill. You know, you okay. love the Green Mill. I, I love the Green Mill, favorite bar in the world. And as we had a couple of drinks and it was getting a little late, so I'm like, well, instead of saying I'll walk you home, I'm like, I would you you want to come with me? Cause I just got to go to my office. And I really did. I forgot some documents that I needed. Sure. To files on. or whatever. Yeah, right. A client's file. Someone, you know, actually. Hmm. And, um, so we went up there and I, I don't have a mini fridge yet, but I still have beer, you know, in the shared hmm. fridge. So I got a couple of them out, you know, I say, Hey, as long as we're here. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun, um, hangout session. Yeah, it's good. I, I bet you the beer was really great. It was also very strong. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> I think you got to do, I got to get some files. Just have some files, random files. Like, hey, do you mind? That's the perfect setup. We need the secret files. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I know it's a joke of a question, but at least I accidentally figured out how to get the girls uh, in certain situations. So yeah. Bacon and, uh, oh, excuse me. Bacon and Nick have been cheating at the Fitbit competition. We I've entered that because I don't go up against space markets anymore because I don't have the time, but me, Atham, Bacon, and Nick are now in the week warrior or weekday warrior uh, competition. And Nick won last at the weekend warrior because he's 21 and the rest of us are all 40. That's, that's the only reason, but we'll kick his ass this year. Hmm. Uh, let me see what else. Do, do, do. Bacon again. Oh, good timing. $2.23 says this guy needs Fitbit over his business idea. <laughs> the, what, me or the, the article guy? That the we're... guy you were reading about. Oh, God. What business idea? I, I don't even know. Um, Krillin for 876 says coding is brutal. That is why they use foreigners. I've never had to even try learning to code, so I don't know. It's not that hard. I mean, it's tedious. Um I know, <clears throat> huh? It's like you, your logic is essentially what coding is. It's right? logic and, and maybe a little bit of math and referencing and very accurate. Like you, if you don't close out something, it won't work. I mean, attention to detail is probably the biggest thing. And I know, don't be that IT douchebag who wonders why he can't get laid. Don't <laughs> don't criticize me. But if you've ever programmed a website using HTML. Uh, you get a you get a feel for it. And yes, IT douchebag who's about to critique me, I know it's not a real programming language. I'm just using it as an example, and you pointing that out is why you don't get laid. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can, from a personal standpoint, I cannot imagine a situation where I'm going to need the code. But yeah, I don't think you will. But if it's it's some, I wouldn't look. You're good at accounting. I think you'd be pretty good at coding too. Uh, if you, I, I'll check it out sometime, I guess. Yeah, if you have to. It's, just real quick, Doc, uh, Dr. Proden's in that he's talking about uh, Robin Yount, Paul Molitor, Rob Deere. He's, he's mentioning all the old 1980s uh, baseball and uh, Milwaukee players. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Rob Deere. I don't remember Rob Deere. 
He was a guy, he was this fat ass. He would hit a lot of home runs, but he wouldn't get any other hits. Okay. So average was like in the toilet. But, but every so often, he'd come he, up there and get one a clean house. And he was <laughs> a mess in the field. I think he was always a DH. Oh. All right. Do you know what a DH is? Designated hit. I, I've played the games, Chad. I've played the games. I just don't watch them. Just making sure. Just making sure. Um, so Bacon, we got his. Krillin's again. Uh, Krillin again. $2 says they shouldn't let you borrow more than tuition costs. I mean, I agree for school. I, I agree. The counter argument to that is, well, they need to live on something, but maybe they'd get jobs. I don't know. When we stop lending money in the tune of half a trillion dollars a year to the higher education system, and we stop flooding it with scholarships, and we stop having mommy and daddy give a little baby, baby boy you more money, when you cut off the flow of money, okay, <clears throat> Chad, <laughs> what would happen if we diverted the Colorado River at the border between Colorado and Utah, we had to go somewhere else. What would happen to the level at Lake Mead? Uh, I'm not very brushed up on my geography, but I presume the water would go significantly down because that's a tributary source. That is the tributary source to yeah. Lake Mead. They, they dammed up the Colorado River. So if you stop flooding the education market with trillions of dollars, what will happen to tuition prices? I wonder. They would, in theory, go down, but I just have this weird, this weird thought that they would find a way to still circumvent it and and make the tuition go up. But they, the bloat in those places is just. Ugh. I, you know what's sad is the number of economists who are in academia can't explain why tuition has gone up so much. They don't even understand that simple concept. Um, but I, I don't care. I don't care. It's, they still it's, make it work somehow. Yep, they do. They they still do by ha sending entire generations into crippling debt. <laughs> um, here's a good question for the both of us uh, right. from Bacon for two dollars and twenty three cents. Do ten ninety niners enjoy Labor Day more than this guy? Did you do any work yesterday? I always do work. That's something I'm working on. Um, I think <laughs> I answered two asshole consulting questions. No, I think maybe yesterday I took off. Maybe I took all day off because I did a motorcycle ride out to my folks' place and then visited a buddy of mine in St. Paul. I didn't um, do any work yesterday. <laughs> I went for a run and, you know, didn't do much else. Yeah, I. Uh, but for the most part, I'll... Because it just grinds at me. Like, there's always shit to do. And a lot of it is because I have so many pots in the fire or whatever it is right now. But um, I've given up on the house uh, for now. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that was causing you stress. Oh, yeah, that was causing... Yeah, no, I'm I'm not dealing with the house anymore. Um, I'm even willing to wait out for a recession to hit and I may not even keep the property. I may just be like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll wait, but I'm still waiting. Bad. Huh? Oh, I was just asking, has it really gotten that bad to the point? No, where I've gotten that bad. My, my patience is coming up. I got like a, uh, it feels like a knot in my stomach the entire time. Um, it's just, I'm just, and then, and it's like, I don't control it. So I'm letting it go. Uh, and I've sent out like I've contacted three developers. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard back from them at all. Uh, so this is really stressing you out. 
No, it's that, it's only my life savings. Why, why would it stress me out? It's only my dream. Why would I? Why would I want this? I've always wanted to live in South Dakota. Why would I get excited? About, this is well, only like the time the girl <clears throat> who was super hot got stripped down to her skivvies, and then I went in for a kiss, and then she's like, "Oh no, we can't." It's only like that. It's <laughs> maybe you should be like everybody else and just for years continue to say you're going to do something but never actually do anything. Yes, yes. We'll we'll see. But no, there's there's no rush to have this house built and so I'm I'm just going to chill out and relax and then help my health and and go running. Like I've I'm pretty much doing all cardio now cuz I need to be in a better mood. Uh, lifting weights won't do it. I got to go run. In which case I'll beat Bacon and Nick and Anthem <laughs> in our Fitbit competition, but um do you have a next trip lined up to um, South Dakota? No, no. Right. Um, yeah. Matt is taking care of stuff for me. Um, a buddy of mine out in South Dakota. Uh, I got things taken care of, but I'm going to go out to New Jersey to hang out with. Uh, fuck, why can't I'm, I'm losing people's names even? New TJ Jersey. Martinell, Vince, and Rob at robsays.net. There's like a writer's group up there. So I'm going to fly out there at the end of the month. And then I think I'm just going to stay in the Twin Cities until uh, Christmas. And then I'll head out to Vegas. But no, I'm, I'm tired. I'm staying in. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere until November. So, <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, Let's see what else. Yeah. So, yeah, I did work as a, as a 1099. You're always working. Yeah. You know, I don't really mind that, though, in a lot of ways, because uh, I get a lot more done at odd hours. Like people are not calling me or kind of mm. asking me dumb questions. So anyway. Well, I, no, I'll, I'll bang out like I'd say a good eighth of the videos I do. The GF is getting ready because, you know, girls, they take forever. Yeah. yeah, you know, for whatever reason, it just you know, and, and it's like I'm ready to go. No, you're not going to do a video. No, I remember when we <laughs> yeah, got all did. fancy that time I, I visited, and yeah. Um, yeah, it took a while. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, time to get. And so you could fit it in on like those five, 10 minute things where a normal husband would just be sitting there looking at his phone or whatever, pining about, you know, banging the next door neighbor's wife, whatever that guys think about. But yeah, I, I fit it in. You could fit it in. Um, even on my phone, like I have a, a uh, standard text box as a response that I can send to asshole consulting clients. So any little time you get while people are dilly dallying, you can, you can save a lot of time. So you're, you're always working. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you on that one, but then again, it's the middle of a weekday uh, after a holiday and what are we doing? We're just hanging out. Yeah. This is, this is work. Um, okay. 1099 Tony Molina for five euros. Uh, That's says, good. That's like six bucks almost. Yeah. Cap, Cap, thanks for all the advice and wisdom. You've become my English teacher, too. Have you considered <laughs> to translate your books into Spanish? Greetings from Spain. Spanish. Would you ever? Yeah, uh, I, I would. And I'm going to, I think I might hire Atham for that. That's, um, yeah, that'd be cool. <clears throat> but it's whether he's got time, whether he's a good translator. If he doesn't have time or if I can find it really dirt cheap. Yeah, I, I've translated uh, Curse of the High IQ into French. Uh, but the guy who did it, did a shit job. There was like 500 typos. So now it's off to another editor um, who guess, guess who, who's in France. So she didn't have yesterday off. So guess how quickly she got back to me. I'm going to guess uh, sometime on Monday. No, she's not, hasn't gotten back to me yet. So I just, really? you know, it just, it, it just, 
like, like it, it, what pisses me off so much, Chad, it's like looking at the candy store and you have a thousand dollars as a kid, but it's glass. You can't get through. It's right there. It's right there. You can see the success and the achievement and the work you can accomplish and the stuff you can do. But because of stupid, slow people, you got to wait. You know, it's like 11 a.m. in the morning. They don't open till noon. It's like, why are you open at 11 a.m.? Why are you stagnating? Why are you letting this opportunity pass you? <laughs> and that's all it is. Like, I, I got the potential. I got the funds. I got the ability. I got, and it's like, hey, do you want to have this done? Uh, cricket's tripping. You don't even hear back from them. So you got time for a very quick story <laughs> along those lines? Absolutely. I have this one client. I do her taxes. She was in Chicago. Now she lives out in California. Filed an extension for her, yada, yada, yada. I did her taxes. I shit you not. I think it, it was late June or early July. I finished them, okay? Mm-mm. She's getting a huge refund from the IRS. Okay. And she won't fucking finalize, like sign the paperwork so I can file it. It's like, I, and I've been contacting her. I'm like, you know, we'll call her Jill. I'm like, Jill, you know, you're getting this huge refund. Don't you want your money? It's like, oh, I'll get to it. I'm so busy right now. I mean, fuck. Is she cute? No. Oh, usually the cute girls are a little, the ugly ones are a little bit more on top of things. But but I just cannot, if, if you, if all you had to do was sign a piece of paper and get it back to me, and that would net you three thousand dollars in less than two weeks. Would you think that you would Dude, do it? Or I've had millennials. The best guy for narrating had a meltdown because Donald Trump threw some missiles into Syria. Remember that? Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Or that years was a couple. Ago. Yeah, I think it was like within months of his inauguration. Yeah, it was quick. Um, and this guy lost it. He had a mental breakdown, and he had the greatest voice. He was professional. And I was willing to pay him, you know, like around $25 an hour to do narration. And as I think a then 19-year-old kid, would you have liked to make $25 an hour working from your computer at home, just recording shit, using your voice that God gave you? Which is frankly sounds like an easy job, but I've never done it. But yeah, I would I would take that. At 19 years old, did you make $25 an hour? No. Could you, Whatever job you had when you were 19, did you get to do it from the comforts of your home? No. And also, yeah, no. Mm -mm. Can a man live on 50 grand a year? Yes. Yes. And this kid lives at home, sad, depressed, pissed off about politics. I'm like, yeah, but you got a gift. You never have to go to college. You could do voice acting. Kind of like John Steele. I still think John Steele should go into voice acting, although he has a separate profession. Um, And they just don't do it, man. They just don't do it. There's this starving artist. Hey, can you edit my book? Yeah, I can get it. I can get that. Done. All right, cool. Well, here it is. Hello? I think I think I already told you the story uh, on a previous stream we did about the friend of mine that was, he was all woe is me about not mm-hmm. being able to get a job. And so I set him up with Alex. Right, yeah, yeah. And then he was insulted. I'm like, dude, you're living with your fucking parents. But I've already ranted about that. Yeah, it's it's just, and that's, again... Don't let it affect you. No. Well, no, what I'm saying is they say, well, don't let it affect you. You don't control. It's like, yeah, but it directly affects my ability to make money. But then the, the larger philosophical point was, no, it doesn't because whether you hounded them or not, they weren't going to go any faster anyway. This is the, this is the bandwidth speed of this particular internet cable. You're trying to push through more data than what it's capable of. 
it's just not going to happen. And this is the only cable uh, available to you now. So this is your bandwidth. This is your internet speed maxed out. And so wow. you have to accept that. Like I said, I just somebody who is going to be given money that they that's theirs that won't act on it. Anyway, laziness is a powerful force. See, to me, that's more stupidity, but maybe it's both. Um, well, she'd have to like print it off and sign it and put it in the mail. Yeah. Okay. That's not worth three thousand dollars. She don't even have to do that. It's like sign it electronically, upload it to the vault, and I know you're well aware of my. Yeah, vault. I'm aware of the vault. Yeah, it takes yeah. less than two minutes. Um, okay, so for $5.56, Bacon said, he was talking about the guy we were talking about earlier, the Canadian poet. Yes, yeah. Bacon says, who cares? He's using it to be a loser. There are plenty of people that have diseases they weren't responsible for that make something of themselves. So he's mm -hmm. calling him lazy about the Crohn's disease and the mental stuff. And I think there's some element to that. Yeah, yeah and I'm also, I mean, what was his, what does Wikipedia page say? I mean, did his, was his dad around at all? I'm assuming not. Oh, it doesn't say anything about yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, wow, feminist mom who's a poet. Wow, I oh, almost dropped that there. It's one uh, of the shortest Wikipedia entries I've ever seen. So, and also an argument that leftist women just don't raise good kids. They don't raise independent, strong boys. You don't. Yeah. You raise parasites. You raise whiners. You. It, it, um. <sighs> all right, Nick Schulaner. For $1.99 says, good morning, gents. Here's some Pokeball money. Ooh, and it is still morning where he is. So Okay. Yeah, that's why he gets that advantage. Him and Bacon can run till. Well, I think Atham can too. He's, yeah, he's Pacific time as well. Well, when I was on their little Instagram chat at like 2.30 a.m. Um, my time, they were lamenting. I'm like, I, I said, I think I'm going to do a stream with Clary tomorrow. And they're like, what time? So I don't know, 11, and it's like really early for them. They have to yeah. say, uh, what else? Bacon by PhD's book, Bollards versus the Fitbit Challenge. <laughs> Dr. David Perodin's book. I got it right here. The School of Errors. And he's in the chat. You saw that, right? Yeah, Doc's in the chat. Yeah, so there you guys go. If you're tuning in, get this. This is Doc's book, School of Errors. If you have kids. And you're concerned about school safety, especially with all the shootings and whatnot that the media has reported on. But they've been going on for quite some time. It's just politically convenient to report on them now. Uh, get that and actually find out what does make your kids safe. And it's not bollards <laughs> or bulletproof backpacks. Mm. I should have I should have come up with that. Anytime that I wish I thought of that, bulletproof backpacks. All I would have to do is go down to Walmart, get some backpacks, and then go to a, a metal place. Say, give me some some plates to just shove them in there. They'd be like $60 backpacks or something. $60 backpack. Hey, do you have armor? Have you ever bought armor? I haven't. No, but I know it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. I write it off for some of my cops. Like it's, it's not cheap. No, no, it's not. I got, I got a, not flak. It, it will handle a, a rifle round, not just a little uh, 223. I handle like an actual long distance rifle round, knock you on your ass. But yeah, it's about that thick. God, the thing weighs about 50 or 60 pounds. I'm like, oh, this would be very heavy. Yeah. They got to carry this stuff on their backs. Oh, in the desert? Yeah. So BL for $3.57. Now, this is a new one for us. So I want you to really think about it. How do I get the girls? Thanks, Cappy and Super Chad. How do you get the girls? What was it? Well, let's make. 
lemonade out of lemons on this stuff because I know they joke, but we could we could give some little insights on how to get the girls. I just told him how like ten minutes ago, but yeah, we'll we'll think of some other ways. Well, Rich Cooper had a had a show recently. He was talking about how I think he went on a date one time, or some guy went on a date. No, it was him. He was on a date with a girl, and he was just being himself. And she's like, you know, you need to learn to be a lot nicer. You know, you're 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 kind of like you know a little bit rude. And he says, no, I think he ended up banging the girl. But the whole point was women will say they want you to be nice, but you don't be nice. You be yourself. If you have an opinion that they disagree with, certainly say and defend it. Don't agree with them. Be yourself. Be a jerk. Do not try to agree with them. That is that's how one gets the girls of many other ways to get the girls. Have some balls. Have some balls. Uh, All right. What's next here? Bacon for three dollars and eight cents says gonna upload the shows since I'm up. Hashtag hope kills. Cool. I, when I go for my run, it, is he gonna convert it to MP3 or is he gonna? Because uh, it saves an Instagram, right? And then he then he converts it to MP3. I think I've never actually tried to do that or seen it, but I would think so. Yeah, go to thegoddamnbacon.com and download his podcast. It's real good. I enjoy. I've got. I got the. Uh, the dick show on my phone. He was streaming from a park in the middle of the night last night. Yeah? Did yeah. cops harass him or anything? I didn't hear anything. Oh, I, I think okay. he had a flask, too. <laughs> That's bacon. Yeah, there we go. That's bacon. Okay, I'm going to download that. That'll be good. Uh, well, So we got that one. Bacon again, dude. Jesus, yeah. bacon. Uh, hash, uh, $2.23. Hashtag Pokeball fun to fight off impending block text. Well, you know, I appreciate that more than anyone. Yes. Yes. When I send that to you and the GF, you guys. Uh, I have some witty replies, at least. <laughs> God. Don't think I've thought of Dude, a lot of time. Like, dude, just put a bullet in your head. Honest to God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, I'm a single mom and five kids and I have a disease and hundred thousand dollars in debt. And I, 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 after a while, like I have, wow, lady, you're a great candidate for suicide. What, what do you want? I can't, I can't work miracles. We can't go in the way back machine and turn you around. I'm going to send you one of these. I'm going to be anonymous and I'm going to pretend like I need asshole consulting help. And I'm yeah. going to send you something that's, whoa. So you wouldn't even take the time to write that much BS. Oh, I would steal it from someone. Oh, you steal it from someone. Oh, okay. Hey, contact Jacob Shire. Pay him three bucks and maybe he'll come up with something. <laughs> three bucks, huh? I don't know. That's that's Ooh. being generous. Well, it's American dollars. You can buy News Brunswick with it. Uh, I thought we are all caught up with the uh, Super Chats, I think. I don't see anything Awesome. Else. Wonderful. Yeah. No, th- that was it. That's uh, the, the, um, I don't know. I think I think we're kind of done. Um, let's go. Not there. Not there. We did that. I think we're good to go. Um, good. yeah. Olderbrother.com slash donate. If you guys want to help out the show, there are three ways you can help out by going to that website. Olderbrother.com slash donate. You can click on the PayPal account, in which case you get nothing. You just <laughs> give me money. You can go to the Patreon link and become a patron and, uh, you donate a buck or two a month. And that gets you access to Mary Jo's pinups, the road trip podcast of which there's two episodes now and the article sanity is the future of wealth. And I think also not Mary Jo, Jesse price has some pinups up there too. 
<clears throat> from the olden days. But so now you get something if you donate to Patreon. It's not a lot, but it's something we can give. Uh, and then the best way to help out the Older Brother podcast and me is to do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, also located at olderbrother.com slash donate, the Amazon affiliate link. You click on that, and then you go shop. Don't make it any more complicated than that. Click on that, shop. You don't log in. You don't do this. You don't sign up. You click on it, shop. Hey, I, like I, found, I found an office uh, fridge and freezer all in one that I want for my um, – for my office so you'll you'll get something you should get oh something. good oh thank you no i appreciate that yeah. dude i had a family uh they were building their house i guess you could buy lumber online oh cool oh i had a great month that month that was that was more than beer money yeah so i mean if you go buy something online uh through amazon please do all your shopping through my amazon affiliate program that helps out Chad, what do you got? Are you looking for clients on your cpa thing or are you still at full capacity no i mean i'm all set i i i've I found a CPA I kind of partner with where I give him, he's growing. So I give him the clients that I get as a referral, you know, Mm -hmm. he'll give me a little something for that. Yeah. But me personally, I'm not really looking for much. Um, Bacon for $2 and 23 cents. It's MP3. Just like when Cappy updates his, he's talking about, you know, the, yeah, my MP3 archive. I got to update that because we'll be, I think it'll be two episodes behind. Oh, that's the other thing. The asshole consulting email isn't working. I've been working on that. That's fine. Um, but uh, uh, related to issues of letting go of things. Um, shit, what did he ask? I'm sorry. I'm tired. What ha- What did he ask? Oh, no. You were asking like what the MP- when he was converting it. Or oh, yeah. I got to upload my MP3s. I got to update that on olderbrother.com. Um, because olderbrother.com yeah. website does not have issues. Asshole Consulting does with its email. <clears throat> um, all right. And then what about your books? You have books, do you not? Uh, yeah, I've got um, the Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide for 2019. And also we did, my dad and I, we did a separate book just about the tax changes for tax reform. Uh, that won't be the case next year because unless something changes, which it's not expected to, it'll just be updated. Um, Nick Shulaner for a dollar ninety nine. How long has the email been down? Your, your- uh, my email's been down for about two months, but I've switched it. <clears throat> it works, but all my email when uh, I respond to people's email, the asshole consulting email goes into spam. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's I'm on all these blacklists, and they're wondering if it came from WordPress or if it's something inherent to my site or the IP address, I got people working on it and they're troubleshooting it. And it's one of those things where it's like, here's the money. I don't, I'm not even going to work up about it, but I've been so busy with other shit that I've just been using my cappy cap email instead. Um, okay. Um, it's being taken care of. I actually got to run. I'm getting some stuff here. So cool. Uh, next year, real quick for the Elkins comprehensive tax guide. Will Mary Joe be on the cover? <laughs> to be determined i'm visiting my parents um in november and we'll have a big powwow about that. okay you have an official meeting so I'm- all right that's it guys thank you for tuning in chad thanks for being on the show we'll see you guys later chad toodles